Texas Radio. Today's date is March 3rd, 2023. The old 23, as they call it. Um, Yeah, Judas Priest. Wow. The songs of my childhood. The poetry. We call it poetry. I call it poetry. Kind of? Yeah, interesting music. Uh, I don't know. Alan kind of didn't grow up up (laughs) with the music of my childhood, but I kind of wonder, what what about you and Judas Priest, Alan? Good morning. Uh, unleashed in the East, the Green Man Alishi. Yeah, no, that's ah. a, I, I, I wore that. I wore that tape out, man. You want to talk about some thumping bass in that? I had a Cutlass Supreme with a with a cassette rec- cassette deck in it and a power booster and uh, triaxle speakers. You know, oh no, that's that's that was. I, I I grew up with them. I wasn't really a head thumper, but. Yes, I am here, Steve. Your your normal little ball of uh, love and joy. <laughs> My ball of whatever you are. You know, you're an enigma wrapped in a whatever. You know that saying. Anyways, because I always see you as the guy that worked at a golf club dressed to the nines, as well as the guy that's what trolling around the the bayou. It's not the bayou. The the river bottoms, right in camouflage, climbing trees. Yeah, I, I worked in a I worked in a tire retread shop that first year. I was warehouse manager. I rolled eighty six thousand tires on and off of trucks. By <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Back to music. You know, it's interesting, Alan. For a while there in my life, I I, I stopped listening to the music of my youth. That would be like. Well, Judas Priest, right? Uh, Iron Maiden. Um, wow, it just there's so many of them, right? That that were just so important to me when I was growing up. I think about that a lot of times when I listen to. Well, I don't listen to what kids listen to nowadays. I'm not sure it's the same thing. Are we comparing apples to apples? Or is there something different? Are they going to be playing what Travis Spears or whoever this chick is that's running around the planet right now, number one that just overtook the Beatles? Right? You're like they, they overtook the Beatles, and I can't even pronounce her name right. Really? That's fascinating. What song did she sing? Well, hell if I know. But maybe that just constitutes or make, makes me like old. I don't know. What does Travis Michaels actually sing that you know of, or Travis Spears or Smith? I don't know. What's her name? Do you remember? She did like the, she won the football game. Uh, couldn't tell you. I haven't ever heard of one of her songs that I can recall. To tell you the truth, um, if yeah, I did I hear it, I, it wasn't very memorable. Well, I know she's a blonde. Well, do I know that? Hmm. 
No, actually, I don't. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just getting sideways to, to start. And, well, that's okay. Kind of didn't want to talk about music to, to begin with. It was, like, not on my agenda. You guys know that it was... Um, yesterday was the day that we celebrated Texas Independence. It was what they call Texas Independence Day. You know, they, they celebrated that on uh, March uh, the 2nd. Right, it's from 1836 when you know two Masons chased each other around in the woods, and then one Mason caught the other Mason, and one Mason gave the other Mason Texas. Huh. Well, it's an interesting story. You can read all about it in history, but the question is, is what history are you reading? But you know, it, it, it's a fascinating day that people celebrate, but they don't remember the time when Anson Jones was president of the Republic of Texas and threw everybody under the bus and merged them with the corporate United States of America. At the time, it was not the corporate United States of America. That was 1846, but it was, well, a loose conglomeration of who the hell knows what it was. But I digress. So yesterday was Texas Independence Day, and um, for whatever that's worth, Texas isn't independent. Any words on that, Alan? Do some fireworks. Uh, if, you, if you really understand what has happened um, since 1846, you spent yesterday crying in your beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where to go with that. Not a whole lot to celebrate. You know, well, maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe someday. You know, I I could see when the the, the folks from um, actually achieved Texas independence, you know, when they um, they were having all those issues with Mexico, the Republic of Mexico, as it was turned into an empire. You know, that's all. Wow. American history, South American history, Mexican history, uh, history of... Yeah, I don't know. Here we go all globalist, or here I go all globalist, talking about the <laughs> the Americas, North America and South America. And, well, why isn't Canada called North America? Is it? I just, I don't know. Maybe they are, and I just, what, digress? But <laughs> I, I talk about voting, right? And Alan does, too, and I talk a lot about negative stuff about uh, votings and politicians and and whatnot and so forth and and maybe well uh, maybe I'm a hypocrite right and well I reserve the right to be a hypocrite but you know go ahead and call me out on it uh, I don't like Trump and I don't like Trumpers um, I can understand where Trumpers are coming from but the super Trump Trump that don't work for me right I can though understand a person that votes because he thinks he or she is voting to have somebody cut off their hand instead of cut off their foot. Currently, we have a political situation in, well, this world where they say you have to vote for so-and-so Otherwise, he'll cut off your hand, and you just want to cut off your foot. But, you know, it's okay. You don't really need your foot because we're going to get you a, a a chair, and then you can roll around in a yeah, wheelchair. Yeah. Do, 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 do you want to go on the chopping block, or do you want the guillotine? 
Well, I'll take the guillotine because the guillotine is much more efficient. The guy, the guy with the axe might, might slip a little bit, and you wouldn't actually die on that first chop, and it would be kind of painful. The guillotine is, whack, boom, and you're gone. You know? yeah, so I'll take the guillotine. That's who I'm voting for. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Well, you know, again, folks, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I'm I'm kind of like I'm a Texas. If you were listening to the guy. show that that was being replayed before ours, Steve. I have you know Michael yeah. Caddy and his and his DW and his friends. You know, talking about you know the voting system, pretty damn spot on as to how I feel about it. You know, uh, um. you know, and what I've seen. I like me some Gaddy. Missed that show for sure. I was uh, busy listening to uh, an Iron Maiden documentary. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I guess I'm I'm flashing back to my days of old. But I digress. You know, um, yeah, voting and being a hypocrite. You know, I, I I get involved in some of these things, right? You know, and and I'll talk about that at least the first little bit. And feel free to call into the show, but not for the first uh, thirty minutes or so. Uh, Sam's busy with some some stuff around the station, so I'm not going to take any calls until well, he gets back. It's not a big deal. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. So I found myself at a, um, and I I know we talked a little bit about this, Alan. Uh, earlier this week or yesterday or something like that. Um, I found myself at a, a Texas Independence uh, meeting yesterday, not yesterday, a few days ago. And, you know, for the most part, it's, uh, well, boring. You know, I've been in it for a long time and, and kind of heard everything and know everything. And I'm still trying to figure out why I want to go to such a thing, kind of to see the people and to see who they are, and uh, they are also in my neck of the neighborhood. So it's always good to to see people that are seeking uh, freedom and independence, and and with that same hope of seeing young people. Right? Is that that's what all old people want to see? And I'm not necessarily saying I'm old, right? But you know, everybody goes, "Well, we need more young people wanting Texas." I'm like, "Good luck." You know, well, play some Iron Maiden, but then that's old people music nowadays. <laughs> it's funny if you listen to that song or at least heard some of the lyrics. It says, um, "I'm um, I'm young and powerful," and it's like, "On whoa, I forgot how much that song you know resonated in me at the time." Now everybody feels old, and maybe that Iron or, Maiden or, song. Or what, or what's or, funny, Steve, is, is that Judas young, pe- young people that are listening to the same music that we used to listen to, it's like, you know, some of these songs, you know, come on, and it's like, man, you, you want to get up and dance around and play air guitar and sing it, you know, because that's what you grew <laughs> up with. And, and the young people look at you like, huh, you're old, and you look, you look silly, you know, that's not your music, I'm listening to that, you know, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, it's like, this was my music. No, 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 you're old, you know? Yeah, I guess so digressing again and that's on my side not yours alan you can digress whenever you want but i i did that one i was telling you about the 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 texas independence thing that i went to right and it's fascinating they 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 do this thing and you know they they talk about texas independence and how it has to be peacefully and you know this particular group uh, talks about how um we're going to do it through the legislature and we're going to pass the vote uh, and we're going to and blah, 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 blah. And I'm 
still, right? I, you know, I've, I've followed uh, quite a few Texas Independence folks, and, you know, they all have their own shtick. Right. You know, uh, one of them in the past that we dealt with, uh, the Republic of Texas, they wanted to go to the U.N. and and ask for independence from the U.N. And they were going to appoint a special arbitrator to come in and say, oh, yeah, poor Texas, you've been wronged by the United States. So you're free. And then the U.S. was going to say, oh, yes, we're sorry, Mr. Texas. Uh, You can go. That was never going to happen, folks, right? And, and and even maybe this one where uh, with the, the, the current dream of Texas independence, right? Sorry, folks, to quash this, but here's how it's not going to happen. We're all going to vote together, and we're all going to put a vote out there, and we're going to say we're going to leave. And then they all came together, and then we're going to assemble a bunch of good people and we're going to send them to austin actually here's another way it's not going to happen we decide that austin's too stupid to be the capital of texas so we elect a new or we appoint or we make a new part of texas the crown because austin screwed the hell up sorry for all you folks that live near austin but you can fix austin make austin sane again um i don't know what that means but you can work on it um, anyways, we're not going to vote it in. We're not. But this whole push to vote it in does do something. It raises awareness, awareness of Texas independent. It asks the question, can Texas be free? And even though they answer that question the same way, no, Texas can't be free. Why not? Well, just because. Because something was written, and I have this opinion, and somebody said this. Dun, dun, dun. You know, there's all sorts of ways uh, places become independent and free. And, uh, uh, sorry, I'm carried away, Alan. Why don't you? Well, Steve, this is kind of like one organization that, that we know, and we you know knew the president and everything. Um, you know, they, they they at one point, they actually went to United Nations. They wanted United Nations recognition of, of Texas Texas independence and everything. And I looked at him and I said, do you not understand that you're looking for acceptance from one of the most evil organizations that's ever been created on this planet? You know, I mean, and you're looking for validation from yeah. the organization. I mean, my God, you know, they're uh-huh. looking for recognition from the United Nations. And I, and I just... I, that's, I just kind of lost all hope in certain groups, and I, I'm just, man, it's like y'all are just on the wrong freaking track. Sure, sure, sure. But but they are actually are on the right track, right? Good you know, people, like I kind of, but, I, but... Well, but, good people is a, a lot, right? You know, whether they're going to get the direction that they set forth for, that's the, um, the story of Serendip. Right, serendipity. You know, you you head one direction for one thing, and you never actually get to that one thing. But along the way, you find some pretty wonderful stuff, right? And so, well, okay, it's a serendipitous version, and maybe I got that wrong. Um, hi, it's been a while since I've read the story of Serendip, or the uh, what was it, the, the Princess of Serendip. Eh. I don't know, 
8252. Call into the show if you want to talk about serendipity or whatever. We've got a lot to talk about today, I think. Um, but, you know, that Texas independence thing, Alan, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm at um, – I've been to every group that I know uh, to their meetings, and I listen to how they're talking about it. And when I first moved to Texas, I'm like, Texas independence, are you kidding me? Well, that's because I wasn't from here, and I never knew the story of from here. And even the story of from here seems like they're blowing smoke of people's backsides, right? You know, they, they uh, I don't know. That's another rabbit trail. Maybe someday oh, that will go that down. This, and- this is, this is kind of like the Alamo. You know, you, you know, you you printed off uh, off the you know the, these people that have dug into the you know the biographies and, and um, the you know the yeah. you know, did a heretical you know uh, a study on on the people that that you know were involved in the Alamo. You know, all these guys that came from other states to fight for Texas. They just wanted Texas to be free. And you look into it, and it's like, and it's like, man, if they would have stayed in the states they were from, it's like they were all horse thieves and and land thieves and everything else, and they they were looking for monetary recompense, basically, is what they were doing. They were they were yep. looking to take over vast tracts of land and become rich barons, you know, basically basically Amazing. become a Rockefeller or a, you know whatever. Amazing, isn't it? You know, it's a yeah. perspective, right? But but we are hailing them as just these wonderful. <sighs> I don't want to degrade the altruist, whole, you know. Yeah, you Al- know. there's not a whole lot of altruism anywhere, folks. But. <laughs> yeah, I find I find those meetings very painful, and I, I sometimes wonder why I go. Probably because there was nothing else going on that well, evening. See, see why, why do people go to NASCAR races and drag races and stuff like see, that? See, I. I like NASCAR, and I, I, I do like drag races. You, you sit in the stand, you can smell some beer that has been poured out on the bleacher next to you. You know, wow, the smells, the alcohol-burning funny car, the, the nitro, the rubber, right? Uh, the smell of a burnt clutch. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. Or how about, how about an engine exploding halfway down the drag strip and pieces going everywhere and flipping and flopping? Uh, Kind of like yeah. everyone goes in NASCAR because uh, you know, they know eventually there's going to be a wreck somewhere, and that's the most exciting part is watching all, all the all the burning rubber and the flames and the bashing and the crashing. You know? Yeah, but you go to a Texas Independence meeting, and it really depends on where you go to your Texas Independence meeting. You you first approach the venue, and you you walk in, and you try to figure out where this is and you ask the host or hostess hey where's the texas independence group meeting and they look at you like who is this nutter right you know and that happens and it doesn't happen or you look around for signs that some texas independence people are around the corner or you look for well they're um what's the trendy word now look for the merch Right? Where's the sign that has the logo of the Texas Independence Group? Where's the flashy stuff? Oh, look, a fanboy. He's got a Texas Independence merch hat on, shirt on, pants on, uh, flashy lights. I don't know. There it is. There's the call meeting the, walk call over there. Call a facilitator, there. Steve. Call a facilitator. Yeah, it is, and and I get it. They're branding. People brand. There, there's some groups that don't really brand like that. But there's, you know, we live in a world that really screams out branding, right? People that want to brand and um, 
Ah! It, it, it drives me nuts. And I could segue into something else at this point, but I'm going to continue. You sit down into your little Texas Independence meeting, you know, and this is pretty generic for all of us. And you say hi to the person next to you, and you can go through, and I don't do this anymore. Um, like Alan mentioned on the phone there the other day, you, you sit there and play Spot the Fed. <laughs> it's a hell of a fun game. Is he a Fed? Is she a Fed? No, who cares? And then you try to figure out who they are, and then different people talk about different stuff, gardening, guns. Uh, I don't know. There's a set group of topics that usually come up, and it's um, rather fascinating, you know, at least to me. And I like some of the people and some of the people I don't, you know, but that's, you know, kind of what I'm going there, even though I'm not go in there to make friends i just want to kind of meet the people and see what the the hell is going on um but one thing that got me this week and it got me the week before and the time before is the pledge right there's this pledge and and here in the corporate united states of america i was given this thing called the pledge um back when i was like in the first grade Right. I don't think we were doing it in kindergarten. I can remember coming home at the time and they had taught me the pledge. Right. And I didn't know what the hell that was. Right. And it took me a lot of years to figure out, Steve, what the hell are you doing? You're a dumbass. Why are you saying those words? It took me a long time to figure that out. And once I figured it out, I said, oh, crap. Right. Um, hmm interesting but the pledge of allegiance to the united states of america well it feels comfortable and you say it in in front of a lot of people and the people that do not say it do not stand and i was at a jack mclam conference at one time when i heard somebody say for the first time that i heard it Please stand for the Pledge of the United States of America. And I said, huh, what the hell am I doing? And so I didn't stand, right? Because I kind of recanted the the Pledge of Allegiance in my own head. And I said, well, crap, I don't stand for all that. You know, uh, and we don't live in a republic. And so I didn't stand, and everybody kind of, like, looked at me, and I'm like, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody said that I, I disappoint John Moore. Oh, poor guy. He's going to get over it. Actually, he doesn't listen, so that's okay. Um, anyways, I, I so screw that. I'm not standing for the, the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> And I continued not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance up into, you know, the city council meeting where I didn't stand and I had the police chief come into my face. Why didn't you not stand for the United States, you commie? (laughs) I asked him, you know, has he ever listened to the words coming out of his mouth? And I asked him if he stood for something that didn't stand. Oh, God. Well... He was a he was a piece of work anyways I digress so I didn't stand for the pledge 
of allegiance of Texas. They they called it the pledge to Texas, and I was forced to continue sitting while a bunch of people stood up and recited a pledge to Texas that doesn't exist. Ha! Huh. So is this a fiction? I'm not too sure. Should have should have just taken a knee, Steve. they they couldn't have said anything to you then (laughs) we got a few minutes dave in new york has been waiting let's see what he has to say what's going on dave hey um well what's going on i think uh yeah i can't really stand this discussion (laughs) so uh that's good you don't have to the, the, the pledge of allegiance uh was you know one time when we were standing up and saying... It was ridiculous. It was completely ridiculous. Well, I didn't know that it was ridiculous, but I felt... I felt Sure uh, it was. I felt, no, I, I'm saying I, I felt it was... Uh, I mean, you know, you want to hear what I, I'm trying to say about it? Go Why ahead, say it. We just threw a flag. A flag. I just right. couldn't understand it. I really yeah. thought there was maybe allegiance to God. There was something in my spirit, I guess. Maybe God was telling me. Well, there's something wrong with this. So, uh, but uh, sorry sorry to John Moore. I've expressed my opinion to him before anyway. But the, um, regardless, now, there's some folks. Uh, have you heard of this Mickey Klonis? And, and I was looking at a video, and I thought it was new. I think it came out in 2022 where they've uh, established a a de jure uh, governor of the Republic of Texas, uh, I guess, or the, and, uh, and one de jure sheriff. Uh, is there anything to this? Are these, gee, have you guys heard of this? Is that, are you talking 2022? I believe the video was in 2022. I, I haven't there, done any research on this. There, there have been a bunch of miners. I mean, there's there's the majors of Texas independence folks, and then there's like those du jour groups that that reestablishing the United States, like the Republic for the United States of America, where they're going to re-inhabit the states by appointing, yeah. um, you know, they come and they go. How many, Dave, you've been around for a long time. How many of those have you seen or heard of? You know, it's I can count at least two, right? Um and I really didn't pay too much attention to those, quite honestly. You know, there was one in 2012 or 2011, and I believe I remember those guys in 22 as well. I forget their name, though. And I yeah, really didn't well, pay... Mickey, Go ahead. Mickey was, uh was the one I heard. Uh, but there's a more recent one that came out that I was sent. These people are, are talking about doing something uh, very similar to that, and uh, I'll have to send you the uh, link to it. Uh, I think we should look into the, you know, if it's happening, then here's our split. Here, here's our civil war. Here's our split that was predicted, uh, possibly. You know, whether it ever amounts to anything, whether it's real, whether it's infiltrated, I have no idea at this point. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, Dave. Hey, thanks for the call. You know, um, if it's true, that's all. So that's yeah, why I look. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. It'd be an interesting thing, you know. Um, oh shoot! Well, hang in there. Uh, we got another call. Hanging on. Um, 
got music coming up. Well, we haven't even pulled the trigger. Hmm. Hey, is that a war analogy? A hunting analogy? Just a stupid analogy. <laughs> Republic of Texas Radio. Be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419 I move as fast as I can I like to get around 
Republic of Texas Radio. I'm at risk of playing too much damn music. Nah, don't like that in a show, but well, I kind of feel metalish today. And I didn't do that. I'm going to blame that on my producer. Keep it up. You have good rhythm, man. Anyways, um, where were we at, Alan? Oh, I was going to correct myself. I think I said I was at a Jack McLam uh, thing. I, I really meant Richard Mack. Did I say Jack McLam, Alan? Yeah. Yeah. I did? Yeah, I never saw Jack McLam live. Richard Mack used to live here, and he did, like, well, talking stuff, places. So I was wrong. Didn't mean to say that. Got anything to add before we move on to the callers? Uh, not much in particular, Steve. You know, this is a uh, we can talk and we can talk and we can talk. You know, it's it's not saying that it's uh, not important in its ways, but you know, after a point in time, uh, you know, there's a uh, um, you know, Michael Getty. You know, he, they they brought up a point. You know, they said, you know, an intelligent, ignorant person, you know, if he's got true intelligence. And change his ignorance, you know, through learning, and ch- and change a point of view, you know, if you accept reality. A blissfully ignorant person is basically what you would call stupid. It's like you can put, you can you can put all the evidence in front of them. You can show them what's, what 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 a politician said and what he didn't do, et cetera, et cetera, and they will just refuse to accept it. You know, it's that um don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up. Crap. You know, uh, it, I don't know, Steve. You know, uh, let's go on with calls. I guess. I, I don't I don't understand what your point is. What are you trying to say? <sighs> Don Quixote tilting at windmills. <laughs> oh yeah, right, let's go on. Oh well, that's that that's part of the thing. If we're okay, Max in New York, welcome to the show. Morning. I used to. Uh, Morning. I, I was the Indian trapped in a white man's body. So when we when everyone stood for the pledge, I sat. And the Jewish teacher said, you have to at least stand. And I'd stand there leaning against the counter in the back with my arms folded. But with a pledge, it's not vain repetition. You're supposed to take a pledge one time and move on. That's it. Not this every morning nonsense. And liberty, justice for all, where? Where is it? Yeah. So we have these orthodox infidel child rapist Jews who've taken over our local government, and they all stand for the pledge, you know, and they're the biggest traitors of them all. You know, people don't realize that these these Orthodox Jewish men rape children, and they're all doing it. It's not like one or two. They're all doing it in the showers. But anyway, I'd rather move on to a more interesting topic, Judas Priest. Um, uh, uh uh, God, I forgot. What's the, who was the uh, Bruce Dickinson uh, Iron Maiden? They came in later on the scene. I, I love all yeah. this stuff. I practiced drums to all the ACDC, all the Judas Priest. I was pretty good. But uh, Tim Owens, you know who Tim Owens was? Mm, don't ring a bell. You remind me. Oh, you'll love this story. <clears throat> Rob Halford quit Judas Priest or left the band for a moment there and it's like, Who's going to replace Rob Halford? Yeah. Well, there was a singer from uh, Ohio, and they, they were around Pennsylvania, New York area. They, they, he had a band called British Steel, and he did all the Judas Priest covers. So I'm listening to this one song, Running Wild. It was live, and I'm like, man, Rob Halford got really, really good. 
I'm like, this guy had so much power. Check out. See if you can find the Tim Owens version of Running Wild live. Mm. And you'd be like, wow. The, the audience didn't miss a beat with this guy. They loved him. Glenn Tipton early on was like, where have you been all our lives? He actually said that. Where have you been all our lives? And they liked him because he was straight. Pretty interesting story, Tim Owens. He came in. I think he did a couple records. He did a. They, they, he did a. Uh, that guy Tapper did a bar rescue because I guess Owens bought a bar. But it, you know, like everything else, you buy everybody drinks and you don't pay your bills. The bar starts going down the drain. <laughs> Tim Owens, you know. So you take a pledge once you move on. It's not this vain repetition. It's all BS anyway. You know it, that nothing happens until you take your own mind back. Get out of your comfort zone and know how to stand up to lawyers and frame a legal argument and enact your God-given rights in the courtroom. Forget, forget the Constitution. I, I'm barely right. All I know is I like the Ten Amendments. They work for me in the courtroom. They make it very difficult for the courtroom. If they can't answer those questions, bring my accuser before me. They never do it because always standing to your right is some Jew. And I motion to put them under oath. The whole court comes to a screeching hop. I'm like, a screeching halt. And I'm like, do you have a claim against me? He can't say yes. Judge, you got a claim against me? Can't say yes. What are we doing here? Always motion for a jury trial because it makes them work. A lot of money. It's a lot of time. Especially when they grant it to me and then I don't get it, they throw it all out. Because they don't realize what they're doing. You're just as stupid as the Gentiles. They don't, they're so used to getting over on people, so some clown like me comes along and starts ask, asking those hard questions. They're like, get them out of here. The last mm. two times I was in court, okay, one course in writing, I don't give my money to Jews. They threw that out. The second one, I told them I wasn't a Gentile. They threw that out. I was like, barely fighting. I was like, wow, this is all a Jewish organized crime syndicate. I finally figured it out. Now, all your lawyers in Congress, uh, all your con- uh, all, almost all your congressmen are lawyers or have a legal degree and adhere to the bar standards, which I call the Bar Mitzvah Association, which Bar Mitzvah means son of the commandments and commandments of the law. They just drop the mitzvah, and so, and so you're licensed to the bar, so you're son of the rabbis, the bastard son of the rabbis, and you're doing the dirty work for the, for the rabbis for, through agency. Nobody has a clue. I finally figured it out in the last year, and I was getting close to it. My friend Kiddingly said, oh, it's the Bar Mitzvah Association. And I went, wait a minute, why didn't I think of that? So I, lo- I didn't even know what Bar Mitzvah I looked it up. It means son of the commandments. So when a, when a Jewish boy goes to his Bar Mitzvah, what was that, 13? You're, they're basically being licensed to the bar because that's how they think. They think legally constantly all the time. It's to frame your thoughts legally. And most people are thinking in cartoon language, and that's never going to hold up in court. So you have to, you know, learn to frame your thoughts properly, and most people can't do it. But I'd rather talk about Judas Priest, and I'd rather hear the metal. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I don't want to make the whole show music. Sometimes I, I kind of trip out when a host plays too much music. It's like, isn't there something else to be talked about? You know, and, and you know, and you know, Max. Uh, something else. You know, um, you know, any system of control relies on dogma and repetition of that dogma, whether it be a political, legal, religious, whatever. You know, there there is a dogma, you know, at its base, and repetition of that dogma 
is 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 very important to it to its continuation and it's if you want to call it it's you know the <laughs> compliance of of the um the ruled ultimately mm. you have to control your own mind though right yes but, but yeah. that, that makes you an that makes you an aberration and aberrations are looked down upon yep had it my whole life yeah, controlling yes, your own mind is kind of hard when everybody else wants to control it too, you know. And they 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 wrestle for your mind, right? You know that pledge of allegiance we were talking about, Max. When did you first start not saying that? Did you ever start saying it? When do you? When what's your yeah, conscious? Yeah, we did that. I, I remember. Let me think. Let me. I remember mostly junior, senior in high school. I was like done with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that, that so, was a long time ago. Yep. Oh, we're talking late seventies. Okay, I'm yeah, no kid. I, Even though I'm, I'm I'm rowdy and loud, and I could probably still play speed metal drums and hit hard. I chop <laughs> wood. I carry water. I keep myself physically fit. You know, people always want to fight me. I'm like, you don't know who you're messing with, dude. <laughs> that's so, funny you no know, i trained myself to kill and like people say stupid stuff i let it roll off my back i'm like is that guy threatening me because <laughs> i'm not threatened by anybody i don't i'm not really afraid of anybody but people i don't know are intimidated or whatever but i basically called the town supervisor and told him you're running jewish organized crime syndicate bar association <laughs> there's nothing in this country that's being passed for americans it's like they're sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Jewish interests overseas to Israel. This idiot Zelensky, NATO, Lahaina. They want to do their little. Uh, that was a little land grab. We did, soon forgot. With whatever they did, oh, Lahaina. Lahaina. Yeah. Right. That was. I don't know if that was a fire, but I don't know. Something weird happened there, and I don't think that last I heard they weren't letting anybody in to even look. No, they're still not letting people in. You know, um, fascinating, you know, where, I mean, these things happen and well, man, Hawaii has some history though, doesn't it, Max? I mean, first it was, it was taken over by the United States. It was definitely its own entity. And then we took it by military force. Huh. Well, shoot. Okay. No, but we're good, right, Max? And we did that for their own good. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah right. Wow. It's like, well, we didn't uh, yep. burn them. And, and, and in today's world, the founding fathers would be called terrorists or, or domestic violent extremists. Yeah. Well, Gaddy or doesn't like them. What do you go think? again. What do you think of Gaddy's take on the Constitution? I'm pretty much in agreement. I mean, some group of people are going to come along and set up some kind of system, and but most people just like kind of pass it and let things happen instead of politically interfacing. Go, no, I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Show me that law. Show me that law. Show me that law. Every time I ask them to show me the law, which is a really great question to ask, because one, it makes them work. Two, I'm finding out they can't find it or don't want to find right. it. And they just comply their way to your, you know, imprisonment or death. You know, because that's really what they do. Um, it is fascinating. But what about the Constitution, even before I heard um, Michael Gaddy on the network, um, I guess Alan heard Michael Gaddy before he came on RBN. I've always questioned the, you know, the 
founding fathers and then thomas edison in the bones under his house i i, I believe that's the <laughs> the story it's like franklin? no 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 oh is ben franklin i'm sorry yeah he was the satanist i don't know it's i like, think no all these guys were up to no good they were all drinking i'm sure they were doing opium and laudanum which see you know you so you have this country with these dudes who are, who are addicted to laudanum and alcohol, they're not going to tell you in the, in the, in the history books this, but it What's affects laudanum? your mind. What's That's laudanum? opium. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm ignorant. Yeah, you can, um, you, you can used to be able opium. to buy it at your corner drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a Smith Brother cough drops in the 60s had enough codeine in it to get you high if you ate the whole box. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, it was, it was ubiquitous. Have cocaine it was in, in everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like now you, it wasn't strong enough to kill you. They got to give you the fentanyl. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, let me tell you some wisdom that I got this last week uh, from a friend that got out of rehab from drinking too much. He was told. He told me that if you're addicted to heroin, that if you're coming down really hard, you can actually pay somebody for uh, their pee if they're taking fentanyl because it doesn't process correct i'm like what did they actually teach you that in class he says yeah well the people that are in class that's what they do right you're addicted to heroin and drink somebody's fentanyl pee <clears throat> what you know i don't know where we live when you get them would it get them high again is that what i'm understanding i i guess it takes the edge off right from what i hear you know, it's just enough to stop the body from going into, I don't know, can you drink somebody's pee? I guess if you're screwed up enough on some heavy-duty drugs, that might be something that you're willing to do. I've seen some pretty messed up people in my time. You know, uh, it's weird. I mean, right. Almost everybody I know has a drug alcohol problem. I can't build a community. You know, it's, uh, my family was pretty much ruined by alcohol. My mother was, they got her hooked on some kind of pills. She had the Munchausen thing like a lot of women have. I got to go to a doctor and, you know, they'll have, they'll have the pill for the solution. And then she becomes a bat, you know, a, a bat crazy nutcase. Mm. They're always depressed. And they need you know, that Max- pill for anxiety. You know, Max, when I was a, a teenager, right, you know, back in, in the day, I rode around on a, I wasn't a, I was a metalhead, right? And I had a, a Japanese motorcycle because I liked the speed, right? I wanted to go fast and I didn't like them Harleys because they broke and they were slow. And I probably I still... 1000, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. The KZ1000 was an awesome bike. Um, but, you know, all my friends during that day, there was a lot of drugs around during those days, right? Well, we'd go over to the punk shows, and I was a metalhead amongst punks. You know, I had long hair, and they had none. You know, and we'd go see the right. the Circle Jerks or, or whatever, or, you know, uh, Iron Maiden Slayer, you know. Um, but... And that might be some of my my prejudice today to today's motorcyclists, right? As I watch them wearing their uniforms and getting on their fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollar Harleys, and I'm going, "What? Who the hell are you?" Because you know, I had a, a bike, I had a little rice rocket, and the places we hung out were a bunch of 
screwed up people, right? I'd show up to the apartment and everybody's passed out, smoking pot, whatever. I think that was before the crack days, you know, but eh, I don't even know the metal and crack went together, but whatever, probably That was did. more rap, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Qua- Qua- Quaaludes and phenobarbital and red. I don't and, know. Yeah. It, it, it just seemed... You know, it seemed real. Well, that was real to me. That is real to me. The past, you know, the 80s, the, the, the 70s, the 90s, I guess, you know, when, when bikers well, we were bikers. To, we, I think we used to do the drugs to commensurate what we were doing. Like if I was a drummer, I took amphetamines and it was not an uncommon thing. And a lot of people were taking those diet pills in the 50s and the 60s up to the 70s. It was all amphetamines. The Beatles were on amphetamines in Germany. I was talking about that on Jim Fetzer's show. Black <clears throat> Beatles Hart, all that stuff, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and Hitler and all these, all these, you know, they they started to say, no, they weren't on amphetamines. I'm like, BS, <laughs> you have to be. You're going to win, and you're going Blitzkrieg, you know, and they got the prelude now. You're going for it. You know, yeah. and, you know, amphetamines are fun. You stay high longer. You get really, really high. Um, it's not like cocaine where you're crashing in 40 minutes and you need more, and then you got to go out and get more. You take one, you know, you get the. This some girl had some biker speed. I was like, this stuff's incredible. Yeah. You get so high, yeah. and you're but, up but, for but, hours. but once it, but once again, used incorrectly, you stay up for four or five days, and you're going to go freaking insane. You know, you, you're that's what we call it. Don't yeah, work. Yeah, you don't I get, get to sleep, the part you know? where you, yeah. amphetamines are probably you know. The, the, one of the main drugs that puts you in the loony bin. Before you got yeah. in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that's a Joe Biden. Cocaine, cocaine was such a crap drug because it's made with gasoline, petroleum products, ammonia's oh, in it. Let me right. Ammonia, gasoline, diesel, and acetone. But acetone tends to vaporize off. But yeah, these four. This is why you know people have done cocaine back in the when I knew them in nineties. They're all dying now or getting cancer because you, you're taking in you know gasoline. What are you thinking? So you know, mm. I like to study what drugs, how drugs affect you. And I think when you start to understand what alcohol and all these drugs, you start. You know, I don't really need this anymore. I don't like waking up pseudo, feeling suicidally depressed. You know, that's once you get over the fact. I don't feel like being depressed anymore. You stop. You start yeah, yeah, moving I, towards. I, I agree, man. Just, just stay natural. Just stay natural. You know, psilocybin and, and peyote. You know. <laughs> uh, well, y- y- I'm glad you said that because there's something called <laughs> microdosing. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's I highly a, recommend yeah. if you're an alcoholic or a cocaine addict or something, and you need to get off that. I would suggest implementing microdosing. You don't want to take six capsules, tens of mushrooms. I mean, that might work. But you're going to be seeing God for a few hours. <laughs> but microdosing can replace the cocaine edge. You don't really crash. You're up. You know, it stays with you almost. A microdose will stay with you for days. That's just like mm. a little dropper for if you make it right. I just started doing it. I admit it. I was like, this is great because I'm going through this like legal hell, and I need something to like keep me up a little bit. I don't crash. I don't feel depressed off it. You know, I do like cannabis. I grew a lot last year, so that was fun. Didn't cost me anything. I'm still here talking, being active. 
on the RBN, trying to uh, bring you gentlemen knowledge. Mm. So, no, I didn't stand for the pledge. That was risk. I've always been like defiant, always to my mom. Everything just she was she was nuts. She was a lefty, satanic, Marxist witch. You know, the only thing I can say she did right is she left she left me intact. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I wonder what it is about that pledge. You know, would I pledge to something? Yeah, sure. If it's a, a pledge to, you know, well, it depends what it's the pledge to, right? You know, what are the words? What's the point, right? Like you said about the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag, right? That's the right. part, you know. And it's like, well, why am I doing this? That was the actual... What the f am I doing? That happened to me. I, I actually you know? wrote out an explanation of what taking a pledge to a flag means. Well, what is flagging? Oh, but Max, you're just being too, you know, cynical. Literal, but see, this, <laughs> literal. This is the inculcation of witchcraft and, and training yeah. somebody's mind to think a certain way. And now we're doing it in vain repetition. So you, you, you know, what is a flag? Excuse my language. A flag is a limp penis. And, no, and really? And, mo- and most flags are battle flags. They are, they are a, a, you know, a symbol used in battle, you know, to denote sides and et cetera, et cetera, Heart, you know. Penis. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, you know, the, our problem is, well, guys, you're flagging. we think too much. We think too much. <laughs> you're flagging, which means you're slowing down, you're getting yeah. limp. You know, that's so you you think you're saying one thing, but you're really kind of saying another thing. It's not resolute. It's not like, oh, they're going to, for example, when, when they, oh, the, the judge took an oath to uphold my rights, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you read, well, you, know, you know, Max, if, if you've got a flaccid penis, you can take a blue pill. It's called Viagra. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Most wow. of that. We can talk about that. It's mostly the food we're eating is what makes men flag. Processed <laughs> meats, all that stuff. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're not eating that. enough greens. We're under attack oh, from the many food causes, system, my friend. For yeah, sure. Many causes. Under you know, attack the, 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 from the, the every vaccines, direction. The damage to the body, you know, everything. You know, the water we drink, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many, so many avenues of attack. The radiation. But the, all radiation, the radiation, every yeah. year, all of it. You know, I had a customer water, talking to me about air, radiation, asking me about radiation. A customer was, you know, questioning me, right? And and I said, "You've been bathing in radiation your entire life." And she was old, right? You know, she'd been around for a long time, but she was asking the questions. And you know, we've been at uh, well, warred upon with our food forever. You know, well, I mean, most of the people that are uh, alive today have had some kind of attack from the food vector, right? If it's the chemical industrial complex, you know, the, the how the foods are, are grown with the this toxic sludge, right? The NPK revolution, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, and but again. You know, there are people here locally. Um, thanks for the call, Max. Really do appreciate you chiming in on this. We went to a lot of different areas. and But the food, that we, we, if we end the 
first hour with the food. We've got a lot of people here in Fredericksburg that are they're hitting 100 years old. And it may be because of their genetic stock, but it was also the food that they ate and continued to eat. You know, they didn't eat potato chips. You know, there, there's all sorts of stuff in there. But, well, they didn't uh, eat just potato chips. They grew gardens. My dad grew gardens with lettuce and tomatoes. And, and we grew this. Uh, I, doubt, I doubt Ellen's mom ever ate a potato chip. Maybe I'm wrong. So. You got to eat the leafy greens. Okay, gentlemen, thank you for the uh, platform and support. Okay. Donate to RBN. Good conversation, my friend. Yeah. All right. Be right back. Hour two coming up. Public Texas Radio. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 